Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, veterans. Welcome home. Uh, I'm Coach Jay Reed, and uh, my co-host here, Coach Jeff. Thank you for um, joining us here this Wednesday. Before we get started on the topic, just want you to sound off in the comments. Tell us what branch you served in, where you're from, and um, how many years you served if you want. And then uh, we'll, we'll give you a shout out in the live here so we can uh, recognize you and appreciate you guys and gals joining us for this uh, Facebook Live. Good morning, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Coach, as well, for being here. Uh, hey, we've got a little sciatica going on my side, so that's a perfect segue once we get to that topic. How does that, right, how can that translate to what we're going to talk to here? So absolutely. Thanks for uh, everybody being here. We got Robert Lil in Air Force for years. Fonda, mm -hmm. Martinez, U.S. Army, 10 years, welcome. And we'll just keep it coming for a little bit. And today we're, you know, we're talking about how your service connect disabilities can affect your mental health and impact your quality of life. And we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, but for now, we're just going to do a few introductions, shout outs. We're going to talk about how we got here, our mm -hmm. little journey, and then we're going to you know, open up for our topic. And then we'll do some questions and answers after. Um, upshift, 26, 15 years, Army Reserve National Guard, appreciate your service, Stanley, right. 25 years, outstanding, appreciate your service too, Jerry, Oklahoma, Navy, CB. There you go. I got yeah. some connection to Oklahoma. There you go. Big time 911, there for six years, thank you, sir, or ma'am. Ruben, we're doing great. Thank you for asking. Appreciate that. Ronnie, Air Force, 85 to 93. Appreciate your service as well. Got Mark Nichols, 90% here in the sunny Clearwater, Florida. Congrats to you for getting there 9% and enjoy that weather. I know some other <laughs> other folks on this, this live here are not enjoying nice sunny weather, so you know, don't make anybody jealous there, Mark. Uh, Ruben, U.S. Army, appreciate you. Mark, Army again. Got a lot of Army. Got well, Shelly. We're, we're going to fill back in. Marines will fill in. <laughs> if you're a Marine out there, you go ahead and uh, Semper Fi, rah, put it out there. <laughs> we can't let the Army show us up, guys. Come on now. I know, right? Hey, I'm Army, so I'm going to always be whole for Army. Got I have... Here. I have zero issue with the Army. I trained at Fort Sill. <laughs> it's was, all one fight, you know, one team, one fight, no matter what branch. Agreed. Just so much agree. Got Shelly here saying her stepdad, um, brother, lived with her full time, 94-year-old Navy vet. Awesome. Um, good on you. As a caregiver, yeah, we can, we can dive into that later. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a caregiver program, actually, uh, 
but we'll go into our disclaimer and all that stuff. And yeah, definitely um, VA.gov is the place to go to look that up for your caregiver program for your for your brother and your and your dad for sure. Tim, eighty four to eighty eight. There you go. Overseas, I like that. Welcome. Well, I say Marines, and of course, guess what happens? Now it's an influx of Navy. There you go. I guess yes. I'll take it. Semper Fi, Semper Fortis. <laughs> Jay Cost, two years Navy Reserve, also in Oklahoma. We got Oklahoma represented today, too. I'm good with it. Uh, Flulin, if I'm pronouncing that right. Fred, U.S. Army retired 20 years, four months, and three days. I love it. Specific. <laughs> Thank you for your service. I know I, I did my four years, eight months, and I was I was pretty much done with mine. So I always respect the veterans that could make it all the way to 20 years. So appreciate your service and your dedication there. Welcome, Charles. Thank got you. Got some red legs. We got those artillery bubbas. Good deal. Right. Got Rachel, U.S. Army, San Antonio. So you're out here in Texas, out there in Texas, I should say, where our companies kind of have his foundation. Zara, very traumatic. So I guess we'll talk about that when we dive into our topic. Uh, Diana, there getting ready are. to retire. Congrats on that. And you're definitely in the right place to um, try to get some information and some good nuggets on how to get any service-connected conditions mm -hmm. you have linked to um, any negative emotions or mental health you've got going on situation. So welcome. I think one of your vets said, hey, Coach Jeff, Rachel. Yep, I saw her. Hey, Rachel, sorry, my computer's taking some time to load. And gotcha. then I got a little bit further down, somebody said, what's wrong with Navy? Nothing, because <laughs> I love, I mean, I love all branches. I was just paying to the, paying attention to the amount of comments or concentrated at one time was Navy in response also to Army. That's all it was. There's nothing. There nothing you go. There. Navy, 24 years. Now you mentioned that, Parish, outstanding. Colby. Mm -hmm. Four years, Patrick, you know, another 70s to 84, outstanding. There we go. Dan, again, well, he's down to the day, 15 years, three months, and 28 days, and counting. Hey, Coach, you got a minute? I think uh, we've, you know, we got uh, some friends with us, right? We know somewhere they're from, Oklahoma, down to Clearwater, Florida. We even saw Alaska. I don't know about Maine. I'm pretty sure some other people from like the mid, like in Europe or in the Middle East, maybe if you're there. I don't know. I live in Mexico myself. Where do you live at? I am actually in Panama. Not okay. Panama, Florida, but Panama, South America, Panama. <laughs> some people say right here in Florida. But yeah, I'll get into that too in a little bit when we do our introductions on how I ended up here. And part of it is you know, this, mm -hmm. this particular type of claim right here, mental health was a big part of me uh, being able to do that. And I'm sure you can attest to the same thing, um, getting to your um, goal of 100%. Mental health was part of that. So we'll dive into that as well. Got Zara said she's rated 70% for PTSD. Congrats on getting the rating that you deserve and, and fighting mm -hmm. for, your, for your benefits. All right. But most importantly, thank you all for being here. Okay. Sure. We still have brothers and sisters that are not here so uh -huh. this means i'm I'm, fo I'm glad that you all are here so that that means we can go into something and this topic is near and dear to my heart and i know we kind of hey we're going to get into it we will right we got to introduce ourselves first and everybody that you know has been doing it as such 
especially with the Army veterans, Navy, Air Force, you know, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, even now Space Force. You know, we you served, you deserve. Absolutely. That's I believe that. I believe that. So I see Roberto saying Rivera, you know, needs some assistance on this claim, been dealing with it for over 20 years. Definitely in the right place. No matter how long ago you got out or how long you've been fighting, we'll, we'll definitely go ahead and um, try mm -hmm. to get you where you need to be and meet you where you are and give you that assistance. So no worries. All right. So we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. You want to go ahead first, Jeff? Or... Absolutely. Thank go you. Ahead. As you all know, uh, probably by the nature of my haircut and my natural demeanor and probably odor, United States Marine Corps, proud veteran, 2009-2013 active. I uh, got off active duty from California, so I'm a West Coast guy. You know, don't don't hate me there, second martyr, but hey, big red. You know, we're the, with the 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 one. So got off active duty, went to reserves, and I did my reserve time. Got out as a major, had some time as intelligence, and all that, and uh, ended up being a police officer there in Oklahoma. That's my connection. But originally born and raised up in Indiana. I'm a boilermaker by graduation and by by identification. And I'll be honest with you, the thing that brought me here was I've been here two years ago this month. So I've been here this month, two years now. Best job I've ever had. Vocation I've ever had. Why did I do it? Because this is a passion and I wanted a passion to grow into something that I could do full time. And that's what it is. I'm able to speak with veterans. I live in Mexico. Right. And I'm able to speak to veterans like I had a call with somebody in Guam. This morning, 0405, I was, hey, we got to do it. Any climate place, that's what the Marine Corps teaches. So I love it. This is a family. And so everybody, thank you for being here. And thanks for allowing me. Now, yourself, what branch were you? <laughs> Outstanding, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, so I am Coach Jay Reed. I have been here for a little over three years. Um, my story, I was actually a client of the ACI before I became a coach, I was at a 10% for my back for about 13 years. And I didn't know anything about increases or filing for mental health or anything. I just thought you got a rating and you kind of just get what you get and don't get upset and kind of kick rocks. But, you know, my fiance at the time, who's not my wife, she kind of stumbled upon Brian Reese's videos, the founder of the company and say, you know, what do you have to lose if you don't get an increase on your claim then you don't owe anything and you know you have some stuff you've been suffering with you know your back is messed up you're still young and there's things you can't do anymore and i know that you know makes you upset you can't play basketball you can't do certain things that you used to do as your vices so i listened and i went ahead and um had my coach terrell who's now the president of the company you know he was my coach and he convinced me to go and do my mental health claim get that, that IMO or independent medical opinion and get my medical evidence together. Lucky for me, I had some complaints in service. So I was able to get my migraines, my mental health, my plantar fasciitis on my back. And that was a 10, got that increased to 40%. And I actually went from 10% to 100% per million total in little under two months, which was mind blowing to me and it changed my life. So I decided to pay it forward and, and I reached out to the ACI and wondered if they had any positions for coaches to help you know, other veterans get their legal, moral, and ethical uh, benefits. And here I am. So I've been doing it ever since. I stepped away from the bedside as a, as a registered nurse in the ICU and the ER because of my symptoms. And I'm sure a lot of people on here can attest to whatever job you're having, your physical conditions or, or mental health can make that job harder or, or more difficult to 
to complete and some people retire early some people leave their, their bedside or whatever type of job you have and so you know like jeff said as long as you have internet you know you can help veterans all over the world and that's what i've been doing this whole time so um because of 100 percent pnt i was able to get that life change and re, you know step away from nursing have my my wife who's a rest a respiratory therapist she stepped away from the bedside as well and we moved to panama and we've been here since june of last year you know enjoying life so you know the sky's the limit you know once you have the benefits you deserve so um that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it no thank you for sharing that no honestly i like I like the non-traditional. You know, that's why I went Marine Corps, right? You say Marine, people are like, mm, okay, that's interesting. So thank you for sharing. It honestly takes a lot to share that. And that's what we want to enumerate with you all today. And he said something very interesting that I'm going to get to after this, um, after this disclaimer. Okay, you said something that kind of went along like strategy, uh, something. Education. I know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We're going to get into it. Absolutely. I'm a fan of it because it keeps things organized. Um, I'm going to read this out real quick that we are not accredited agents. All right. VSOs, attorneys, or any other entity recognized by the Department of Veterans Affairs. All right. Uh, we are not affiliated with the VA in any way. VA Claims Insider is an education-based coaching consulting company for disabled veterans exploring eligibility for increased VA disability benefits and who wish to learn more about that process. VA Claims Insider also connects veterans with independent medical professionals in our referral network for medical examinations and independent medical opinions, or IMO, we like to acronymize things, right, uh, for a wide range of disability conditions. So uh, what does that mean and wh why do I say that? Well, let's get into it. It said there, hey, we're not you know, part of the VA or accredited agents, but we are coaches. You've been through the process. Your process took you... Would you say two months? That's because you had a focused individual help, you know, helping you, guiding you and, you know, picking those targets. Absolutely. Right. I was an artillery officer. So when I did mine, you did more of a, you know, a, hey, we got to do this. We do this. And then we drop five zero, two or three things. Right. Maybe I did a regimental mass when I first did mine. There was no strategy. Right. There was definitely some haphazard education when I did it myself. And the, the medical evidence was there by nature of my medical evidence. And I got 90% based off of it. And then what we're going to talk about is what I did after that mental health condition or depression, anxiety, that lifestyle impact. So leading into that, what we do, the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Did you, did you feel with uh, Terrell as your coach, now the leader or the <laughs> president of the company, do you feel that he, he provided that? No pressure. Yeah, no, or no, Terrell was, was awesome. Yes, he absolutely did. And, and you know, mm -hmm. that kind of shaped the way I became a coach by you know, pulling from how he was a coach to me. And it was more than just, you know, just bombarded me with with um, tasks or bombarded me with you got to do this or that. But it was that actual personal relationship like, mm -hmm. hey, you can text me anytime. You can pick up the phone and call me anytime you have any questions. When you're feeling discouraged or you want to give up or the VA is kind of dragging and taking forever and it feels like they're moving like cold peanut butter, you know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta hang in there with your coach. And and he was that for me. You know, there's plenty of times I'm like, man, this this is not gonna work. I'm too young, or they're gonna That's just say that I can true. stretch or suck it up like they usually do when you're young. You take your ibuprofen eight hundred or vitamin I and keep moving. And again, <laughs> that's what we're used to. 
But um, no, that that two months that went by, it, I was blown away. Like I said, and you know, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be two months for every single veteran. No. Every case is different, but that's just my experience. And I've had some veterans with the same experience that had a short period of time, even less than that. I think the record right now, Terrell actually holds it for the fastest claim submission to decision is like four hours. And well, okay. I don't know how, that's, but that no, he holds that record. Right. That's but, yeah. superhuman. I that think took mine took three to four years. Mine right. took three to four years. I didn't have the strategy. Exactly. I mean, I just did what I, hey, go do this. They wanted to file tinnitus, but I said, hey, I'm, I'm missing two discs and it's making me angry. What else, like, what else can I do? I didn't know that until I came here that, you know, really this is what it is, truly being able to have veterans talk about those things, right? And being able to Absolutely. connect with veterans, especially, you know, we also do, what is it, coffee with the coaches in the morning, um we have how many classes a day now is two or three a day right yeah we got the mental health prep we have oh, the right. regular physical claims prep we have the coffee with coaches at mm -hmm. eight central every every day um and then that's that's pretty much it and with mm -hmm. those classes oh we have the women's circle wednesday to not forget that one um huge. very important class and huge resource for our female vets um to feel safe and have that safe space to to talk about stuff um, they may not be more comfortable talking in a more open setting with, with both genders. So I think that's an amazing thing. Um, one of our coaches, Cassie Allen, she kind of broached that to the company and it just took off from there. And I think that's awesome. Um, and yeah, you know, that SEM method or SEM method, as we call it, strategy, education, medical evidence can make a difference between, a, again, a situation like yours, Jeff, where you're kind of going back and forth or your VSL mm -hmm. is not really helping you or you're trying to figure it out on your own and the VA is this big labyrinth that you kind of have Agreed. to just spray and pray. And, and that typically may, you may hit something sometimes, but you know, being efficient and, and cutting it down to, again, a laser focus and laser sharp strategy will save you a lot of um, heartache and mental fortitude of, of dealing with the VA back and forth and getting your claims combined in the wrong way and stuff like that. So that's why we focus on having that strategy session with your coach, the coach you know, assisting you or, or walking you through that claim submission process. And actually the most important part of the whole deal is really that CMP exam. You know, you can have all your medical evidence together. You can have the best strategy, but if you don't go into that compensation and pension exam prepared and ready to tell your truth and be vulnerable and, and keep it about your service, then you can you know. I always tell my best is like court, you know, whatever you say or do can be used against you in the court of the VA. <laughs> so you have to be very careful um, when you go to these exams and, and stick to the strategy and trust your coach and go from there for sure. I was a cop. That's why right. I say that kind of stuff. And that's actually, that's how I use it. Right. Mm -hmm. What, what, and, and honestly, let's, we'll, we'll get into the topic, but, you know, the evidence piece, right? right? What's the difference between one and the other? Do you go to, like, do you just use your things from service and that's it, right? These are things that you work through with your coach, right? That's that strategy. And I wish I had that, but I, when I went through and I, it took me three, four years, my process, and I'm grateful for it because it taught me what not to do, right? right? Being with the company for two years now, teach, hey, let's do it this way. And you said one word that was very succinct and I appreciate it, the efficiency of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thank you for that. And then we have uh, discovery calls, right? If y'all are new, coming on, coming on first time, uh, Facebook, you're just like, hey, somebody urged me to do this. My wife was nagging in my ear. My husband was nagging in my ear. You know, go do something. Check it out. 
if you're not too sure about the program, just do the discovery call. It's, it doesn't hurt to just talk with somebody, honestly. But I, I've talked with individuals like, hey, I'm not sure. What do we do? I talk with them 15, 20 minutes, probably same for you, uh, Jay Reed. And then you've been working with that person two, three, you know, two years. I've, I've been working with some people. It takes longer, right? I've been working right. with them for that long. So um, now I think we can also then, uh, I think we should get into the topic. I, what, 20 minutes in, I think we're good to if you want to Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, how your physical conditions, whether it be something that's rated at 0% or 10% or mm -hmm. no matter, as long as it's service connected, if it's causing you to have mental health issues or symptoms or negative emotions or whatever you want to call it, we're not the doctors, we let them do that, but your symptoms will speak for themselves. Once you have those symptoms from your physical condition and it's affecting your quality of life, then we want to talk about how you can link your mental health claim to that um, physical condition okay. as a secondary so you can get your mental health service connected versus direct service connection or linking it you know, to a, a stressor or a stressor event as in terms of like PTSD mm -hmm. type of mental health. And I want to make that distinction because a lot of vets are confused about mental health. They think that if you have PTSD, then you can go for another type of mental health claim. But unless it's like a traumatic brain injury or an eating disorder, I think those are the only two you can have two mental health conditions. The, the VA is typically going to only pick one, and that's your mental health condition. So whether it's anxiety, depression, insomnia, whatever you call it, it's going to be that one mental health claim. But today we're specifically talking about physical conditions causing you mental health issues and that lifestyle impact or that quality of life being diminished or um, having a lower quality of life impacting in that way. And not just your you know, home life or your social life, but your occupational life as well. Absolutely. Very important because the VA is rating you for um, occupational and social impairment. So you have to make sure that you're talking about how their physical condition causes you issues at your job or made you leave the workforce early or whatever, or made you change careers and maybe now mm -hmm. you can't be around people anymore. And now you have to stay at home and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different um, ways you can do that. Um, I have a couple success stories when it comes to this type of claim, a few of them, I know you do too, but there's a couple of them that, that really stand out for me. I had one veteran that he was at 10% just for his tinnitus and that's ringing in your ears. And I know mm -hmm. a bunch of us on here can attest to that particular <laughs> claim or a particular condition. It's, Absolutely. 10% doesn't begin to tell the story of how it impacts your life, but the way to make that work for you is to get that mental health claim connected as a secondary to that tinnitus. And I had a veteran, he was, you know, 25 years, he was at 10% for this tinnitus. And he was on, you know, spouse number five and, you know, couldn't keep a job. And it was just, you know, really affecting him. And he was almost on the street and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I kind of broke it down for him like, hey, you know, they're never going to give you more than 10% for the actual condition of tinnitus. That's, that's where that tops off. But if you you know, go ahead and get an independent medical opinion or an IMO, as we call it here from a, a psych doctor. And I know someone in the chat was asking about, you know, trusted psych doctors or, or right. ones. And Telemedica is the company that partners with us. And um, we this independent network of doctors that can get you that IMO or independent medical opinion so you can link your service-connected condition. But long story short, that veteran actually listened. You know, he finally you know, understood how the strategy would work. 
told his truth and he was recommended at 100% by Telemedica for you know, his depression, major depression, secondary to his tinnitus. Then we prepared for his CMP exam and he came back at 100% permanently in total from 10% wow. all the way to 100 P&T. And, you know, we cried, laughed on the phone and, and you know, he was beating <laughs> himself up because he was like, I could have done this, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago. And now I understand, you know, all those relationships that are were spoiled and mm-hmm. all those jobs that I couldn't keep. It wasn't technically my fault. It was just I wasn't understanding the connection between the right. and my and, and how it was affecting my mental health. So that epiphany itself, besides getting the monetary value, you know, having that self-awareness like, okay, my mental health is being affected by this physical condition that the military caused was a huge eye-opener and a huge life change for him. So there is that. And I'm sure, again, you can you can piggyback off of that. My I'll, No, I, I love that story. Like I was in a grocery store about five months ago and it was like a small rocket and went off of my shoulder and my kids were playing and I don't know what happened, but it was just that sound because I was artillery for 10 years and it just, it hit, it rang so loud and I ducked down like, you know, more dramatic than what I'm sitting down right now. But what does that do then, you know, socially, like out there, like, you know, where I'm living and everything like that. And I jerked down, I have some social anxiety from that now that there wasn't before. And then my own story, like my own story I can leverage is that I, my secondary mental health connection is connected to my uh, sciatica, which I enumerated before the call is because I went for a run and, or a jog is more of a yog and I fell pretty hard on it and it activated it. Now I'm not sleeping, <laughs> right? So service connected conditions are now affecting my already service connected mental state, which is true, Absolutely. right? Your irritability comes from it. Right. And then you snap at people or I don't drive anymore because, you know, I don't want to I don't really need to drive down here. So I walk places. But still, sometimes I can, uh, you know, I can be standing, waiting somewhere, you know, you know, that hyper or whatever they call it. You standing up sleeping. So the reason I enumerate that is I, you know, personal level on a huge personal level. And I have other veterans similar to you at the 10% or I have other veterans that are like they're 80, 70, 90 for migraines. You know, we say musculoskeletal, right? You say body issues, but I have, I have individuals that are dealing with, uh, you know, I say individuals, you know, veterans I work with, uh, GERD, right. Topping out at that higher and not 30. I think it can go to six, whatever the percentage, it goes up to 60. I think it is. And they also have migraines. Right. And these end of, and so it's not, you know, they can move their hands, arms, back, everything, really nothing, but it's the internal workings too that can add to that. Absolutely. 100%. I, I know that, I, you know, individuals that go in, in and do this, I think you have your money, you have your primary service connection. And then what does that filter out? Like uh, Coach Jerry Reed said, you know. Yeah. You made a good point too with, uh, with, at the very least, you know, some veterans may not think they have depression or mm-hmm. anxiety or mood disorder or whatever else but you can't really argue with the fact that your back or you're ringing your ears or that pain that you're feeling from whatever condition is causing you to not be able to sleep or stay asleep mm-hmm. or fall asleep and that insomnia is considered mental health so at that very point there pretty much that's 90 to 100 percent of us veterans with service-connected conditions mm-hmm. it affects our sleep and if you're not sleeping 
you know, that's going to affect your mood. That's going to affect your memory. That's going to affect a lot of different things. So, you know, at the very least, be open to thinking about how your service connected condition affects your ability to fall asleep or stay asleep and fancy word insomnia. It's, it's a huge deal for most veterans. A lot of us, you know, get prescribed medications for it and we just kind of suck it up. But at that same point, know that that is actually a mental health claim that you can you can file with your coach if that sounds familiar to your life. So, you know, definitely um, um, touch on that. And typically, you know, there's some keys to success, you know, of, of getting your, your, um, your mental health service connected to a physical condition that you may be suffering with. Again, even if it's at 0%, that, that doesn't matter. As long as it's service connected, you can link it to your mental health. Um, and again, uh, one of the mistakes a lot of veterans make will they'll try to link it, you know, direct to their service versus or talk about another condition that's not service connected and how it affects their mental health. And that's a recipe for disaster because what is, what's going to happen is if the VA, if you go to the VA complaining about, mm-hmm. for instance, like Jeff mentioned, you have um, tinnitus, but you mm-hmm. you're have, and that's service connected, but you have migraines as well that's not service connected. And you go into your mental health exam talking about how bad your migraines affect your life and you know, I have 50% for my migraine, so I completely empathize and understand with that condition. But if it's not service connected and you go in with that verbiage and that dialogue, they will say, well, hey, we didn't cause your migraine. So if your right. migraine is not causing you insomnia or causing you mental health issues, that's not our fault either. Denied, denied. So again, you know, trust your strategy with your coach. I know that if you're going for a, a claim where you're going for mental health secondary to a service connected condition or we call it lifestyle impact, but that's not actually a claim you can file, but it's just a way to describe the type of claim. You want to really stick to your service-connected conditions or condition condition or conditions only. Mm-hmm. Do not bring up stuff that's not service-connected. Um, having a diagnosis um, is a is a huge part of any claim that you want to file. Um, the medical evidence as well, and also having that IMO or having mm-hmm. that that medical evidence to connect your symptoms of your mental health to that service-connected condition. Because again, the the VA and the military will admit that you have a condition, whether it be anxiety, depression, PTSD, they'll even treat you for it. They'll give you but medications, they, they'll schedule you for appointments with mm-hmm. your site doctor, but they will not admit that they caused it. And that's where that IMO and that independent medical opinion with that nexus statement involved in there will come into handy, will come in handy and, and help you to prove that connection from your symptoms to your um, service-connected disability. Can't stress that enough. It's it's vital. That was part of the reason I got my 70% for my mental health. I used the same um, company, Telemedica, as a client, uh, did my psyche eval video conference, and I was able to get my 70% for my mental health service-connected. So, you know, I know the process, it works, and that was part of the reason why it, prompted me to become a coach and, and keep paying it for it because I know the process and the strategy does work. It is because it's like you said earlier, right? I love listening to people speak. You used the word earlier, labyrinth. That's what the VA is, right? That is exactly what the VA is. But also, <laughs> JR, you're a human. I'm a human. We all have a brain. And that brain can be a labyrinth, right? And we're, we're quite honestly told to suck it up, fake it till you make it, just right. push on. Like, and what you, you already said that, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> jump on that. But what I will say is, it does take some self responsibility, but also it's amazing that if you can have that self responsibility and admission 
to say, mm -hmm. I need help. Because not only is it, you know, it's great you get some money every month. I love it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I get great medical care. And somebody asked another question about living abroad or whatever. We check out va.gov. You can get medical care abroad for your for you, the veteran, service-connected conditions only, even at zero. All right, I'm not going to go into that now because it's not the content of the class. But what is the content? Um, still working, but I still have the issues. Everybody has issues when they work, right? But us as veteran-specific, that's what we're talking about because we were told to at, for four years or twenty. If you know, we have the the long timers and whatever branch it was, the culture was just put it away. Don't worry about it. And then you you get out one year, two, five, ten, thirty years later. I've got I'm, I'm working with some dudes and dudettes, or excuse me, clients. I'll just say dudes and dudettes from thirty years ago, or right. they're still like thirty years later after service Vietnam. Well, we also have that you know the new legislation that came out. But before any of the physical, before any of all that, take a look at your mental space. It's just as important if you're doing push-ups for your chest or crunches. Don't do crunches. If you're doing some type of ab workout for your abs, right? The brain is. And this is the first point to do it. If you're sitting at 40 for 10 years, 50 at 70, you know, seven years, or however long, however long you've been sitting at whatever percentage thinking I, there's no other way. This labyrinth of the VA, right? They've done some things to me. Well, it was more just a procedural misunderstanding. I misunderstood their procedures, right? right. So let's understand their procedures. You've got a number, you're connected. Well, guess what? How does it affect here? My back, like I said earlier, the sciatic pain, I can't move, I've been hobbling, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's there. But I'm laughing about it, but quite honestly, I've been only getting two hours of sleep for the last, well, since Friday, right? Right. And that's, it's, it's kind of grinding on you, or grinding on me, excuse me, but push through, got to do what we got to do. But you all don't. Right now, this is for you, your time to look at yourself. The Marine Corps says, knowing yourself and seeking self-improvement. I said monetary, great. But also, once you get through this process, whether it's 0, 10, 30, 50, or even 100 percentage, whatever on that scale, you have a mental health rating. You can go to the site, you can go to a doctor now if it's a, uh, you know, if it's an issue of money. Right. If it's an issue uh, like John here, Jonathan Smith says, Coach Jeff, you get medic VA medical care in Mexico. Yeah, it's the old petition system where I have to take my, my my pay stubs every quarter, my own personal process. And then I petition the foreign medical program. That's and that's for my my psychiatric care. Like, I'm making it sound like I'm crazy, but <laughs> I'm going to my doctor every week or two weeks, depending on what I need. Absolutely. And I can that too. Yeah. yeah. Panama here, I, the healthcare for veterans is outstanding for a medical program. I can get my medications, you know, through the, they deliver it to my door and I just sign a piece of paper and they send the, the bill to the VA and the same thing. My wife is, uh, is gonna, about to get on CHAMP VA. That process takes a while. So if you're at 100% P&T, make sure you get right on that because it's they're delayed quite a bit. So just to put that disclaimer out there. I also wanted to touch on, you know, and clarify with, with Telemedica, um, mm -hmm. it cannot guarantee uh, service connection or diagnosis, even though that medical evidence is pivotal to winning claims, it's not a guarantee. You still have to, one, go be prepared for your exam, two, that examiner and or rater or adjudicator has to agree with that medical evidence. So even though it's a very powerful piece of, of um, 
medical evidence or a part of your claim, there is not a guarantee that every single case will you know, be a guarantee of um, service connection. And that's where you get with your coach and streamline. And if it's in a denial or something like that, you want to make sure that you, mm-hmm. you know, appeal and, and go from there. So I just wanted to put that out there so that you know, they'll put that pressure on uh, Telemedica because they are doing their jobs and they do a great job and they do know how to talk to us veterans and get us to open up and provide that evidence. But it's still up to the VA and the VA gets it wrong a lot of the times too. So yeah, sure that you're not, your expectations are adjusted is what I want to say about that because again, perfect. VA, absolutely. No, that's amazing. Expectations management. Sorry, I keep shifting. Um, oh, I said to somebody in there, hi, Jeff, haven't spoke to you in a while. I'll speak with you. I'll, I'll figure out and I'll, I'll reach out to you. And that's it. You know, we've got clients we work with. And if you're here and I appreciate you, you're reaching out. Thank you. Um, I wanted to reach out to David R. Fleury. I got out in 78 after. Yeah, I, I would. David, give us a call. Um, talk with, you know, do that. Do the um, at least the discovery call. Call us and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, too often, a lot of veterans, it's just really a, an, a it's, it's, it's an education piece. It's an, how, what's the process and why do, why do I say it's a process? Because it's a bureaucratic process, right? We're not, we're no longer is an ancient Rome or Greece where you get to take the land and partition it. Now it's okay. Jay Reed, you got migraines from service. You got, you know, tinnitus, whatever. Well, I think I'm 50. Well, they only give me 10, right? There's a process. What do you do with that process? Even with the VA at, and give it, you know, you can say, I have a great claim. I have, I have my, my IMO, I have a statement. Um, my service connective conditions are great. I go to therapy, you know, things are the same or worse. Exactly that, because there are people too within that system that we're talking about. That's what I, that's why I'm enumerating that I have individuals that say, I had an individual true story and I cried. I cried when I got, when he got his win, uh, because he so he came to me navy bubba right you got to say the department of navy who who yeah sorry he he literally had 10 percent, just like everybody else here but it was for like some type of ankle strain but he all he just kept talking ptsd and i said okay let's go for it and so he went and he did he didn't say p but he said mental health it was right. secondary it was really just that and it was how does this one thing prevent him in real life and it actually the 10 percent he, you know, I don't, he could have gotten a, a higher percentage on that maybe, but it literally put, took him out of work. Constant surgeries, the VA wasn't doing something for him. So then he took his own initiative and make his own decision-making process, took it outside. And then he came and said, we're going to do this. The VA denied him, but he had the evidence. He did the HLR, he had all the stuff that he did. And that person apparently just had a bad day because he came back at 70%, mental, you know, mental health, or depression, anxiety, secondary to a, a knee strain. So it's a process. Stick with it. That's why I'm saying that. Okay. Absolutely. Exactly why. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're gonna hop into some questions here too. No time mm-hmm. is taken away. No, you can get carried with this topic because it's such a broad topic and there's so many different service-connected conditions people can have. So I want to jump in and make sure we can at least answer some of these questions for you. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here as well, not just to hear us ramble on, but to get some um, nuggets and some information. So I'll kind of pick right here. I see um, Daryl is saying, Daryl Baker um, Sr. is saying, I have lawyers and I'm still fighting after 10 years. So, you know, in that sense, you it's a very tricky thing with when you go through that process with 
with lawyers or you're going through a, a VBA, typically we take care of claims in the HLR or the, or the supplemental mm -hmm. or the increase or the new claim process. Um, I can understand how frustrating it is when you're waiting that long to go through that process. So you have to get with your coach. If you if you haven't signed up already, you know, we can just go a free discovery call and find out if the program is right for you or, you know, if you if you need to hold on to that claim or you may want to let it go. That's a lot of back pay. So that's a decision that's very tough, but is one that you have to make. I know I can only tell you from a personal experience of one of my veterans, he was fighting for his sleep apnea for about, I want to say 10 years, just like you. And he signed up with a lawyer. He didn't hear from him for 10 years, really. It was just Christmas cards and that was it. He wasn't helping with the claim. And, you know, I, I had him say, look, this is what you need. Let's go get this 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 uh, medical evidence. Let's file your sleep apnea secondary to whatever. And you know he was able to get his sleep apnea service connected in a matter of months. And you know that lawyer then tried to, to get that money from him after the fact, and it was a whole issue. But just to let you know that sometimes there's there's quicker ways to get about it. But you have to decide on your own if you know the back pay is there. You no know, call if you have to get with your coach, if you have a coach and let them give you the numbers for the White House hotline or everything like that to follow up on that claim and uh, try to see if you can speed that up. Um, also, let me see, Leah, if I'm pronouncing that right, Roberts, it says that she's interested in the women's circle class. Yes, definitely, you know, there's a link that you, if your coach can share that with you um, on the class for the women's circle Wednesday. So you can get more information on that, a great, great space to, you know, be uncomfortably vulnerable and, and you, know, you know, discuss some things that may have been weighing on you for over the years that you know, weren't able to talk about openly in another forum. Definitely get in, um, in tune with that and uh, get the link for that from your coach. Or, you know, if you get a free discovery call, get signed up with us and we'll definitely send you that link for it. And it's one of our classes that we have every month. So you're definitely um, in the right place for that. Great resource. All right, we've got Patrick Morrissey. He says, Jerry, can you continue to hold an RN license with your psych disability? You absolutely can. Um, I just chose for personal reasons to step away from the bedside because I have other service connected conditions besides my PTSD that was affecting my ability to work like my back. Um, you got to turn patients and stuff like that. So my migraines, for instance, so stuff like that made it, you know, this job a little bit or a lot bit you know, uh, more compatible with my my conditions and stuff like that. But you absolutely can hold your RN license and have a, a psych disability. That's not a problem. And that's another thing too. There's a lot of myths out there about you know getting your mental health service connected because you won't be able to carry your guns or you won't be able to hold a job or you no. Know, typically, unless you're a pilot and that's only specific companies, whether private or commercial, whether you work for the um, air traffic control, those type of jobs, they're very um, stringent on the type of mental health or how high your mental health can be and stuff like that. But the average job, you should be fine. They can't discriminate against you for having a, a disability that's federal and, and you're covered there. So you can absolutely have both. And as far as the gun issue is concerned, which is a hot topic for a lot of veterans, unless you're homicidal or suicidal, you know, mm -hmm. you can carry your guns with 100% mental health rating we have some coaches that we work with that are 100 for mental health and they have you know their gun collection and nobody's knocking on their door trying to take away their <laughs> their guns so you're you're fine there as well all right so i was a cop for five years and three years of that i had 100 percent permanent in total but three uh, or 70 percent of it was for mental health so yeah it's just as long as you go to your doctor you take your you know do what you're supposed to do there'll be no question on it 
even if you don't go to your doctor or take your medicine, like you said, suicidal, homicidal, right? Just make sure that if you have a rating, you're going to the, the, the air traffic controller, like you said, you can have, but you've got to have, or even Secret Service, I know is a big one because I looked into it too. Go to your doctor, take your medication. Just do the do what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Good question, though. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of go down the line here and mm -hmm. I start questions. we got Upshift 26. So too bad the VA wants to take compensation away from us. It's difficult enough to get into the hundo club as it is. And, you know, uh, we're not here to bash the VA by any means because when, when they do do right by us, they do right by us. So I don't want you to give up their uh, upshift. You know, it's, it's again, it's a labyrinth. It's a fight. It's, it's a brawl sometimes. Sometimes you get the decisions that you're entitled to. Sometimes you don't. But you again, that's where sticking with your coach and getting back in the fight and not wallowing in that defeat, you know, get right back up, do your appeals, come up with a strategy, whether it be a high-level review or supplemental or getting more evidence and just keep at it. And you will get to that hundo club if your symptoms and your conditions warrant, you'll get there. So, so don't give up on the fight. But yes, it can be very difficult, you know, with the VA to get that done. Um, Shelly was asking earlier when I mentioned about, you know, having her, her 94-year-old Navy veteran dad and her brother, disabled Air Force veteran, you know, can they be, can you be compensated as a caregiver? And I was saying, if, you know, if you go on VA.gov, there is actually a caregiver program. I'm not sure. I know it was available last year, but I don't want to swear to it. I would definitely go mm -hmm. on VA.gov and hit that search bar, type in caregiver program, and you should get some information on that. And they do pay a, a pretty, pretty good amount. Um, if you do qualify. So, you know, it's a process like any process with the VA, they do interviews and stuff like that, but make sure that you at least look into it and see if you qualify, because that'll be a huge help to you, I'm sure. So definitely a great question. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you want to handle this one. Um, Jeff, Steve Barrow says, could you address if or why the VA does not recognize my Army Reserve weekend warrior injuries? <laughs> I have 12 years Navy active duty and three years Washington. Better to have it from the active duty side than the reserve side. Um, I tried to, and this is all anecdotal. This is just my own personal, like this happened to me. I did six years in the reserve. When I tried to refile my stuff, I tried, you know, I went there for the annual. We do like a, a medical dental stand down, right, every year. And so over two, three years, I think it was after I filed my first claim, I was like, I just go here because I don't really go to the doctor anyway. And I tried to use it as evidence. Now, look at it this. This is how I look at it. The VA is, at least I, this is how I think the VA kind of looks at it. It's one week in a month, two weeks a year. Okay? One week in a month, two weeks a year after initial training. Whatever your MOS is, I don't know. But after your initial MOS, you're only going to do about 60 plus days, if this Marine can count. Really, I don't know. But that's about 67 day, days out of the year. And then you have another 30, you know, 300, 290 days to play with what's going to happen, right? You, you have to show three big things, service treatment record. That's why active duty is amazing. The Nate, the reserve side too is awesome, right? If, as long as it, that you can show a service connection and a diagnosis, if it's in your medical record, you can apply for it all you want, but the VA has to recognize it as a current diagnosis and of a chronic aggravating nature, right? And, I'm not saying don't do it, but you need to discern once you get into that methodology with your coach, right? If you, if I don't know, I've got people that I've worked with that are either, you know, they, they only had one year of active duty time and then the rest was reserve, or I have people that was, 
or that were two years active duty, did some Iraq, Afghanistan. So it's very dependent on just you, the you, the veteran Steve, as well as what is the content of the of, of what you did in the in the the reserve or the guard, excuse me. So I, I would say you can use it, but what weight does it hold? That's the only thing is what I would say to finish up. Absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, thank you for that, uh, Jeff. And again, Steve, so definitely take that advice. And again, if you're not with the coach, get with the coach and, and streamline that um, that strategy. You know, SEM method, strategy, education, medical evidence. It wins claims. So just because you're a weekend warrior, as you said, doesn't mean that you're not entitled to to benefits. So great question. I'm sure there's other um, veterans on here that have that same looming question. So I appreciate you putting that out there. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Got bamboo, pandolfi. I'm doing that right. Had a lumbar CMP. Um, you're quoted in decision letter. Complains of radiation down bilateral thighs or tights. I think that's supposed to be tights. It was never addressed by the raider. Would that be inferred claim? Therefore, pending claim. If so, um, what's is it best argue with the HLR now that your service connected for sciatica? And again, that's not knowing your whole story, you know, definitely um, if it's under a year and you want to get with your coach, you can definitely pursue that higher level review and, and get a supervisor to look over that and pursue that. If it's been over a year, then you might have to get some more medical evidence. Or if your service connected for the sciatica now and you want to go for an increase on it, that's another thing you want to talk to your coach about. So we definitely can help you there. So um, good question. Um, I think we asked, answered Patrick Morrissey. He was asking about veteran friendly psych doctors and again, uh, Telemedica is that independent um, company that helps veterans get that IMO or that nexus or anything that they may need to connect their, their mental health or their physical claims to um, to their service or service-connected disability. But today we're talking about, you know, mental health mm -hmm. secondary to um, service-connected disabilities. So. Can I say something on that with Patrick? Yeah. Um, vet Veteran-friendly psych doctor. I know what he means. I know what he means. Think of it this way, y'all. If... My psychiatrist right now, he's, I speak, uh, in, in, I speak Spanish in my meeting with him, not a veteran of any branch, anything, but he's a compassionate individual. He listens to what I have to say. And that's what matters to me. If I'm going to somebody, I want them to be able to listen, right? Cause you're paying, like I'm paying for my time there. Yes. But there's a certain methodology and process that I'm like, he's got. He's got some education behind it. And when I talk to him, it, I'm able to articulate what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, right? It's not so much, I mean, I, I know the vet friendlies. I've been around vet friendly doc, actually. Yeah, I've been around doctors that are veterans themselves. And that's great. And I, I love that because you can connect a little bit, probably more easily or quickly. I don't know, JR, if you have any in, instance or insight on that. But I want you to, I want maybe look at it this way. And this is us as veterans before I'm fine. <laughs> that should not ever be in your repertoire. Get that out of here. It's even a bad word. Like, you know, I'm married. It's a bad word. You, know, that, that, you don't say I'm fine or in address to the other person. Yeah. Now, what do I say that we need to shift our mindset a little bit in terms of the vet friendly, because, you know, you go to telemedica, I get people that, you know, you send them through. 30, 50, whatever percentage they receive. It's not up for us. It's not up for the uh, telemedica to, to say. It's up for the VA to discern and ascribe right. the percentage based upon the evidence uh, uh, that's provided. 
And it's yeah. what our all your job really is, is you got to make this here, everything in here that you're feeling and thinking and going through, that's evidence. That's it. That's anecdotal evidence. We need to get that out so you can be appropriately rated, right? It's not a back extension where they can check or, or oh, this is your wrist, excuse me, <laughs> wrist, right. like check you for like carpal tunnel or something. So um, I just wanted to say that on that comment. Sorry. No, no, no apologies. You're absolutely right. And um I can tell you we're so jaded from our experiences, whether it be a VA doctor or a civilian doctor that doesn't understand veterans and their conditions, then I, I kind of think that's where he was going with the whole vet friendly thing. I got you. Um, yeah, you, you, I'll give you an example, and, and Jeff just touched on it. I have a veteran that I'm working with now. She went for a CMP exam prior to coming to us, and the examiner was like, how are you doing today? And she literally said, oh, you caught me on a good day or a good mental health day. Uh, usually um, XYZ and that examiner took that one yep. simple phrase and ran with it. And guess what? They dropped her from 70% for her PTSD all the way to yeah. 30, not even 50, 30%. She had to move out of her apartment. It was a whole mess. So when okay. Jeff brings up top that point up about, you know, you're not there to pretend or to put on a show. You're there to explain and to emphasize how your service connected condition or your mental health condition or both affect your everyday life to what extent and it doesn't matter if that day of your exam you're having a quote unquote good mental health day the the point is to explain how bad your symptoms have been can get and have gotten so they can rate you for the extent of that versus what that day is like because that bad day even though you're having a good day on that cmp exam day that bad day is going to come again so they have to know how bad it can get, whether you're having a good or bad day. So when you say, you know, don't go in there saying you're having a great day or don't go in there to have your worst day or whatever else, it's simply explain your symptoms to the point where you're letting them know, regardless of what's going on today, this is what I've been going through. This is what I have been through. And this is what I'm continuing to go through to this day and what will probably happen in the future to make that distinction and kind of protect yourself from, you know, that whole whatever can you say can be used against you type deal. The dreaded, the dreaded right. lowering. No, I'm with you. They did that to me on my back. They did that to me on my back because same thing. Oh, I'm fine. I'm feeling good. 40 down to 20. Right. So tell your truth. Hugely. Absolutely. Hey, I, and I got this gentleman here. If I can answer this, I have experience yeah. with it. Albert Kiros, uh, TBI, PTSD, unfortunately was placed under a VA appointed fiduciary. It seemed out of the blue. Any other vets dealing with their TBI getting worse at times goes by. Any vets dealing with the fiduciary? I can speak anecdotally that when I got my 100%, it was a mistake by the doctor. Put it on my note and, hey, he needs a fiduciary. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm working full time. I got a house. I got two cars. I'm managing a 35-year mortgage pretty well. And I'm also married. So she was managing everything. But I was like, why are we giving now the, the name? What, what's going on? Well, I did the research, and if the VA determines that you're not able to, you know, uh, at least the research that said for my specific case, let me put that out there, that disclaimer, when I looked into it, you, the VA has determined that I wasn't able to for some type of evidence. It was just the check mark that you're not able to handle or manage your, your money. So they'll disperse the money, and they will manage it for you. Now, if you could provide evidence to the contrary, that's your choice as well, but make sure you have, and that's, I can't get into that, of course, because that's something into an area that I don't know. But if you do decide to look into that, you know, make sure you have the evidence of if you can manage your funds correctly. Right. Right. 
And then um, I'm going to go back into the comments here. Yep. I got Mark Nichols. He says, I have a foot drop from a back surgery in service event, which is rated on my medical board retirement. Does somatic symptom disorder with anxiety and panic attacks fall under lifestyle impact claim, or would that be considered a separate claim? So a couple of things to unpack there. Um, the somatic symptom disorder, or whether you call it anxiety or depression or peanut butter jelly, like we like to say here, we really don't try to focus on the actual diagnosis, yeah, focus on absolutely. the symptoms. And then the diagnosis will come from that. So if you're having anxiety or depression or mood swings or lack of sleep because of this foot drop surgery and it's service connected, you can definitely you know, get that medical evidence to link that mental health condition, whatever it may be, to your physical condition, which would be your foot drop from that surgery. And yes, that's considered, you no, know, I don't wanna get the confusion out there that lifestyle impact is an actual claim you could file for a lifestyle impact. That's not how that works. We just mm -hmm. refer to it as a lifestyle impact claim because it's a mental health claim you're filing because that physical condition is affecting your quality of life. So hence lifestyle impact. So yes, you're in that in that sense, you definitely can link your mental health to that physical condition. I have another veteran with the same situation. He had surgery on his hand and he actually got zero for the actual um, injury to his hand, a fracture, and another zero for the scar, which made him 10%. We went for a lifestyle impact or mental health, I should say, took him to the Telemedica, got an IMO mm -hmm. or independent medical opinion. And we also filed for increase on those zeros. Come to find out he didn't even need the increase on the zero. That that went from 10 to 100 PT just on the mental health alone because he had 90% loss of use in that hand. And he was at that 10% for decades him and his wife years. Were and, and it's, that's why this type of claim and this topic is so important because a lot of veterans think you have to be going to war or dodging bombs and rockets and mortars or anything like that to file for mental health or you have to have ptsd and that's so far from the truth and this veteran was one of those guys and you know he ended up having a life change just by shifting his thinking and kind of going along the topic we're talking about right now how does your physical conditions affect your mental health? What are the things you can't do anymore, whether it be with your kids, your grandkids, your spouse, That's your, your oh, dog, yeah. you know, if you have to pay people to do stuff around your house now because you can't put up a cabinet or mow your own lawn because right. sciatica like you have, Jeff, or my back at 40%. I actually tried to wash my, <laughs> wash my car last month, dude, and I was down for like three days after and it was like, Holy crap, I'm only 39. I'm sorry for rap. I'm sorry. No, for if, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, brother. And and it made me realize <laughs> how many other people are out there as veterans, like yeah. have these conditions and these things we should be able to do with no problem that we're used to doing. And because of these service connected disabilities, it limits us and we don't think about it that way. And and that helps me and my okay. culture as well to use personal experiences. But that's just another example of how a simple, simple back injury or ankle Ooh. injury or knee injury you know, it could stop you from doing things. And, and um, it, that's the whole topic, that lifestyle. I mean, impact. How is that's it doing that? succinctly yeah. said, washing a car. I mean, I don't remember the last time I washed a car. I know that sounds pretentious because living in Mexico, I don't have a car <laughs> and I let somebody yeah. else wash it. But when I, I just left because I was thinking I was running and then it was like the chain of movement, right? It just, all my service connected conditions is a wave, you know, <laughs> So that's just what it was for me. So I'm with you on the whole, you know, that how it affects you there. Um, one 
Absolutely. One last thing somebody said in here, Darnell, he's one of, uh, I know that, I know this gentleman, one of my clients. Yeah. Uh, he brought something on static. So this is for everybody. Uh, code sheets, code sheets, code sheets. They're going to be sending them out, catch with the VA. Static, what does that mean? That means if you have a, something at 50, 70, whatever percentage, it could be static. That mean it will, that means, excuse me, proper English, it will not change. Okay. It's static. Does that make sense? Now, his question is specific. I have insomnia, secondary tinnitus, rating usually static. We don't know. Whatever it says on that code sheet, number one, Darnell, so we can get together later about that. Number two, let's just be honest, it's the VA. They can uh, pick and choose if you're not 100% PNT to raise you or lower you. But we can, that's a different story for a different time. But great topic. Nonetheless, um, strategy, education, medical evidence. You think it works? Absolutely. I think so. Get in touch with us. Um, I, I had a great time today. Thank you very much, Coach Cher Reed, for sharing some of your insight your, uh, in your service. Thank you, Cher. Appreciate you too, Jeff. And let me see if there's any one last question we can get Absolutely. in Absolutely. That has to do with our topic. I'm trying to scroll through here. You're welcome, Naomi. You know, anytime we're here to help. and. You know, get with your coach as well and get that um, prep or go on one of our classes and, and get that extra prep for your mental health, CMP, outstanding. Um, let me see. Patrick Morrissey with the question, can you file HR to HLR? No, it'll be a supplemental, but work with, if you got a coach with us, we, you know, we're not going to get into those specifics right now with the time, but work with your coach, go through the, the denial letter, you know, flush it out, put it out on paper discuss, hey, what is the next step? Do you just do the same claim with a supplemental, new evidence, or do you go a different route? I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can that you can do this. I just wanted to point that one out too, sorry. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, all for everyone in the in the chat, thank you for, for posting your, your questions, your comments. I know we couldn't get to every single question and it's limited time, but we tried to, you know, get to the questions that were pretty much on topic or, you know, we know that other veterans on here would be having the same type of question. So, we try to um, to get on those, but appreciate everyone that participated. Appreciate spending this hour with us. And again, you know, to, to wrap up and to keep that frame of mind of this mental health secondary to your conditions. Again, if you're one of those veterans, even if you have a zero percent condition, if your condition is causing you to have negative emotions, to be less productive at your job, to not be able to do things at home and social life and work, you know, depression, whatever you may call it, anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia. Definitely get with us, you know, get a free discovery call if you haven't done so already, you don't have a coach, or if you do have a coach, you know, and you haven't discussed going for that uh, mental health secondary to a service-connected condition, now you have some more information, you're more informed, go and have that conversation with your coach and be open to that type of claim because it can really cut the process of you trying to get to 100% if that's your goal, it can cut that process really short instead of going for other types of claim that may give you a low value of 10 or even zero. And then your overall percentage doesn't move at all. And you're just stuck going back and forth. So um, I appreciate everyone that, that, that came out. And, um, you know, again, we have our zoom classes three times a day. We have our coffee with coaches. We have our mental health prep, CMP prep. Um, definitely, definitely log into those. And I like to Women's say, group. yeah, exactly. Women's circle Wednesday. Wednesday. I saw a lot of, of good feedback about that in the chat. So, you know, all of the female veterans that are interested in that, ask your coach for the, for the VACI1.com link, or you can have that link and log on to our classes once you're an elite member and go from there. And, you know, 
as I always say, we're veterans and we're not easy to deal with. So if you have that person in your life, whether it be a spouse or a family member or someone that's putting up with our crap, <laughs> putting up with our mood swings, putting up with our outbursts, it better be even a service animal or your pet and they you know keep you calm and, and they put up with your crap. Go thank them, give them a hug, give them a treat if it's an animal and just know that they don't have to put up with our crap. They choose to be out of love. So it's one of those things where I say, especially with mental health, <laughs> We can be very unpredictable, so they'll appreciate yeah. it more than you know. Give them a hug, say thank you. They may not see it coming, but they will appreciate it, and and that's my story. And there's also good deals and discounts that day after Valentine's Day. Have a good day. <laughs>